Hey there, it's Mark Renison, and today I am recording this podcast on June 30th, 2020. And why am I telling you this? I don't normally tell you this at the beginning of the show. Well, that's because just yesterday, June 29th, 2020, an announcement went out. It was made public that, in fact, the 2020 USA Pickleball National Championships had been canceled for this year. And, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of surprise about that, but a lot of disappointment for sure. And what I did is I sent an email to Karen Parrish. She is the chairperson of the USA Pickleball National Championships. She's also the USAPA's managing director of competition. And so I sent an email to Karen and said, hey, people have questions. I have questions. You want to hop on the phone with me? And she said, no problem, Mark. Let's do it. So coming up is my conversation about why the USAPA canceled the 2020 National Championships, and what that means for you as a pickleball player. Hello? Okay, yeah, we're good, thanks. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you getting on the call so quickly. Uh, it was just yesterday, so t- today is uh, Tuesday. It was just yesterday afternoon that uh, we saw publicly it was announced the decision to cancel the 2020 USA Pickleball National Championships. And I wanted to start with asking you, um, I-, I think I know what the answer is, uh, why was this decision made? You know, it, because of the uncertainty of what the future holds, right? So, you know, we look at everything, and it's for the health and safety of everybody, the players, the fans, staff, sponsors, like everybody that would be there. Um, What we hear is there's a second wave coming. When is that coming? How big is it going to be? There's just too many uncertainties. And with the plans that people have to make, um, travel plans, the cost of flying, getting a car, finding a place to stay, and then if we had to cancel at the last minute, that would just be devastating, and we did not want to put anybody in that position, and uh, so we made the hard decision that we needed to postpone until next year. Right, and so California, of course, is considered one of the sort of emerging hotspots for COVID-19, and I guess one of my questions is, um, to what extent was this a USAPA decision, and to what extent was, you know, the team on the ground at Indian Wells that helps to put on that event? How, um, who was sort of at the table when it came to these discussions and, and how the decision got made? Sure. We were both at the table. We've been working with the Indian Wells team since day one, you know, from the time setting up the tournament to, you know, from bracketing to, you know, all of the important decisions. And this just happened to be one of them. So we've been on the phones, on calls, and video conferences with the team at Indian Wells trying to see what could be done, what couldn't be done. So it wasn't necessarily that it was their decision or our decision. It was a team decision because we do work together as a team. And, you know, it was a hard decision, but one that was necessary. Right. And, of course, the major tennis event that was scheduled to be at Indian Wells, it uses the same venue uh, where the Nationals are. Um, that event, of course, was canceled earlier this year. So I'm wondering, um, you know, some people are saying, okay, well, wait a second, we're not even in July yet, and this tournament isn't scheduled to happen until the beginning of November. 
why not wait another month or two to kind of see how things pan out? Why was the decision made um, several months in advance rather than, say, waiting a little bit further into the summer? Well, you know, pre-registration starts July 15th. So once we get into that, then, you know, we're hot and heavy into using the tournament software, you know, sending out our emails. People are making plans. They're, again, they're, they're at the point where they're like, okay, this is going to happen. I've got my pre-registration ticket. I'm good to go. I need to make my airline flights and this, that, and the other. So that's why we made the decision this far in advance. That, and again, following um, the, you know, the pandemic and, and what we're hearing is there's going to be a second wave coming. And when does that second wave come? Like I live in Florida and they've literally just shut things down, not everything, but some things down for another 30 days. So, you know, we were told that for a while, like once the summertime got here, it was going to be hot and it was going to kill off the virus. Well, we know that that didn't happen and now they're saying a second wave is coming when is that going to happen so we just we couldn't risk that and you know you know hindsight 2020 it, it is what it is and we're already working towards next year right and so just sort of um prioritizing that the health and safety of everyone and sort of hedging on the side of being more safe rather than less and it's true i mean imagine how frustrating it would be you know the nationals is an event that thousands of people uh, over the course of the tournament come down to the venue and those are people who are spending money on cars and hotels and planes and airfare and all that so I, I guess that's the reason is to get out in front before those final decisions are made um, on top of the fact that the pre-registration would happen mid-July. Correct. You're listening to my conversation with the USAPA's Karen Parrish about the decision to cancel the 2020 USA Pickleball Nationals. In a moment, we're going to come back and talk to her about what does it mean for people who might have qualified for this year's nationals, and what do people have to do from now until next year to be able to qualify for those ones. Stay tuned. Hi there, it's Mark again. Are you a pickleball coach? Would you like to be one? Pickleball Coaching International now offers pickleball instructor certification. It takes a thorough, systematic approach to coaching pickleball. And like our show here at Pickleball Problems, it's full of straightforward, practical resources to help you coach better. And I designed the whole thing. And did you know that level one certification is 100% online? It's true. That means no costly or inconvenient travel for you, and you can work at your own pace. PCI instructor certification also comes with liability insurance, so you'll have peace of mind when you're on the court. For more information on Pickleball Coaching International's Level 1 Certification Program, head over to PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International, helping good coaches get better. Um, speaking of registration, so one of the things I, one of the reasons I wanted to be able to chat with you um, is to be able to ask some of the questions that I see people online asking and, and trying to answer some of those for them. So one of the questions, one of the sort of um, real concerns for a lot of people has to do with uh, people who had qualified for nationals, that so-called golden ticket, e either because of how they did at previous nationals or if they um, met the criteria through uh, meddling at certain tournaments throughout the year. So one of the things people are asking is, hey, if I, if I earned that pre-registration, if I had a golden ticket for the 2020 
USA Pickleball National Championships. What does that mean for 2021? Is it still good for next year? Right. So now all of this information is included not only on our website, but through the member email that went out to everybody. And I know, you know, a lot of people would rather just hear it as opposed to read it. But in case you need that information, it is posted. So it's there on the USAPA website. But um, your pre-registration, your golden ticket comes from our regional championships, which our regional directors do an amazing job of putting together these championships that give people this opportunity. Unfortunately, we were not able to hold all of our regional championships. And through the regionals, we had, I believe it was 876 golden tickets that would have qualified them for um, the 2020 nationals. So with that, we have decided to not take that away. We are going to let them uh, keep their golden ticket for the 2021 national championships, but they will need to participate in a national qualifying tournament between July 15th of this year and July 15th of next year. Again, those qualifying tournaments are uh, your regional tournaments, um, and then we also have a list on our website of what national qualifiers are out there. And I believe there's two right now that have applied for sanctioning, and we'll have more come on board as the year um, goes on. Uh, but you can keep your golden ticket and use that as long as you participate in another national qualifying tournament between July 15th and July 15th of next year. Okay, so people who had earned their right to be in the Nationals this year because of how they did previously, that's going to carry over to the next year so long as they play one of the qualifying tournaments, and they've got a year to do so. Now, I guess one of the questions then would be, so if all, I think you said 800 and some golden tickets, yep. let's, let's, round, let's round it up to 1,000, say 1,000 golden tickets, then over the course of that next year, the July 15, 2020 to July 15, 2021, will there still be golden tickets given out based on results from those qualifying events? And then does that mean that you'll have possibly twice as many people with that direct entry to the nationals? We will be giving out golden tickets from our regional tournaments, again, that take place from July 15th of this year to July 15th of next year. So um, we anticipate close to 1,800 people to, you know, maybe 2,000 that would have those golden tickets. Keep in mind that some of these people, um, you know, they will have already received their golden ticket one and if they win again they're you know they're not going to get two so some of these people are you know top in their class top in their skill level and they very well may win that gold that gold medal again but you do only get one golden ticket um so you know we're right right so right so Right. So just because there's 2,000 golden tickets given out based on tournaments doesn't mean that there's 2,000 people who will get those direct entry because some people, because, you know, if the fact that they're winning uh, might mean that they win in multiple events. But I guess I'm, I guess one of the questions our audience might be wondering is, well, wait a second, if, um, if more direct entries happen, more of these golden tickets, then what does that mean for the chances of, you know, the regular player who doesn't win a medal, who plays the qualifying events but doesn't win a medal at them, is that going to then hurt their chances for being able to get into the event next year? No, we'll still have the open lottery registration on August 1st. So even though you don't win a medal, we'll still have open lottery registration. They'll still have an opportunity 
uh, to go through the lottery. Mm -hmm. And will there be as many spots available for that register for that lottery as there would have that been this year, or or does that now get reduced because you now have more direct entry participants? It may be reduced, but again, that's going to depend on how many people have, you know, won that gold medal more than once, right? So, um, but yes, I, I mean, that's a very strong possibility that it could be reduced. And then it's, you know, instead of, say, giving out 400 uh, open lottery registrations, maybe it's only 300. You know, we'll have to wait and see once people come through these uh, regional tournaments and these qualifiers. Right, and I guess a follow-up that people might have, um, and I don't mean to put you on the spot because I'm, you know, sort of one, one major concern at a time. But is there ever is there consideration given to expanding the size of the draws, the size of the brackets, at the tournament, either to accommodate sort of the general interest, because we know how many people love this tournament, um, but also kind of the specific situation where. Uh, you, you know, you sort of get this backlog now a little bit because this first year's canceled. Is there any any thought to expanding how many people could participate in the event? Oh, absolutely. We've got a lot of things that we're working on right now towards next year. I mean, we have a year and a half to, to basically work on this, or a year, I guess you could say, with pre-registration opportunities and stuff. But, yeah, we're looking at uh, all kinds of scenarios on different ways that we can accommodate all of the players that want to participate in the national championships. Okay, so people will want to stay tuned to that. We'll make sure that we include uh, the link to the USAPA website and specifically to where they can get information about this so they can follow along as well. Um, I was wondering, uh, in a more general sense, for the USAPA as a whole, like what are the consequences of having to cancel this tournament? Is there a significant financial hit to the organization? And if so, what does that mean uh, for the USAPA, you know, as a body, but then also the, the kinds of programs and kinds of events and kinds of plans that the USAPA has? Well, I mean, sure, it, you know, it is a, a, a financial hit to not only the USAPA, but to Indian Wells. As you know, you know, they lost the BNP and they lost the national championship due to this COVID pandemic. So yes, there is some financial concerns with that. But you know, we I see every day we have sanctioning applications that continue to come in for you know uh, late summer, fall, even next year. People are already doing uh, setting up their sanctioning tournaments because they're ready to get back out there and play. And, you know, with sanctioning, you must be a member with USAPA in order to play in a sanctioned tournament. So we're continuing to see, you know, people uh, not necessarily just join the USAPA to play in a sanctioned tournament, uh, but to support the national governing body and all that we do and bring to um, pickleball in general. So we're continuing to grow every day, even though we've had to cancel um, our national tournament. So... If I, and you might correct me if I'm wrong, so I believe when it was announced a couple of years ago that the Nationals were moving from Casa Grande, Arizona to Indian Wells, California, I believe it was announced that it was a five-year contract signed with Indian Wells. And the question that we had from, um, from someone on Instagram asked us if the fact that this tournament's not happening this year in 2020, is that counting as one of the years for the contract or is that year being carried over to the contract as it was before? 
Well, that's something that we're working on right now with Indian Wells in regards to the contract. I don't, I can't answer that question today, considering what we just put out yesterday. So we'll just have to stay tuned when it comes to that. But yes, we're in talks with Indian Wells um, in regards to that. But I mean, if you think about it, it, it is the premier event at the state-of-the-art location. Uh, it's a beautiful venue. I mean, we would love to be there forever. It's just they do an amazing job with their staff and volunteers and working with USA Pickleball, and we've enjoyed being there and would like to continue to be there for as long as we can. Yeah, and I think if, you know, judging from kind of the anecdotal feedback I got from people last year was that um, – what a treat it was to be there. And I think that's part of the disappointment so many people have is not just not being able to compete this year or not having the chance to win a national medal or whatever, but also um, for those who were there last year, either as competitors or as participants, um, even volunteers, it was such a, a great environment, such a, a great experience. And it felt like there was sort of momentum building into this year. And then like so many things because of COVID-19, all of a sudden the breaks get put on. And I think that's, I think in large part, it's the disappointment of not being able to go to the event uh, as much as it is the sort of lack of pickleball that's going to happen. That's very true. I mean, what this event brings from, uh, we'll just say a spectator view that someone who's never played pickleball, never heard of pickleball, didn't know what it was and stepped through those gates. They were overwhelmed, amazed, and addicted all in one from all of the sponsors that we had there that were so willing to, you know, talk to um, uh, our fans and our spectators and work with them and, you know, our staff, our, you know, the players who, you know, were there with their boots on the ground, you know, talking to people. It's just an amazing environment to be in. Um, and that's why pickleball is so addicted. You know, I love it, and that's why everybody else does too. We're such a social sport. Um, you don't find that in a lot of other sports. I come from um, competitive softball and women's baseball, and it's very different. I mean, the competition level is very high, um, and you're part of a team, which is great, and I loved it, but there's nothing like pickleball. It's like a family that – you know, you want to take home with you, even though you just got beat maybe 11-5, 11-5, then you want to go hang out with them later because that's just the way it is. Right, yeah, it is It is social, and, and so much socializing goes on at that event, um, both during the tournament and, that, and like, even the in, in the, sorry, in the evening after the courts open up and the open play. You're listening to my exclusive interview with Karen Parrish from the USAPA, and in just a minute we're going to talk to her about next year's nationals, the 2021 nationals, and why they might conflict with another major pickleball tournament. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Jigsaw Health. Jigsaw Health is the official hydration and recovery partner of Third Shot Sports. We've got lots of great products, but one of my favorites is the Electrolyte Supreme. I mix it with water when I'm on the court coaching and playing, and I find it both gives me that extra boost I need and helps to prevent cramping. My personal favorite flavor is Berrylicious, but if you're a lemon-lime person, that's okay too. You can learn more at JigsawHealth.com, and if you do make a purchase, be sure to use my promo code, PB3SS10. That's PB3SS10. It'll save you $10 off your order and show some love to our show. Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good.
Hey there, it's Mark. I want to give a special shout out to our friends at Selkirk Sport. Selkirk makes pickleball's best paddles, and their customer service is awesome. Personally, I'm fond of the Invicta paddle because I love the extra reach it gives me without compromising forgivability. But whether you go with the Invicta or prefer one of their other models like the S2, the Epic, or the Omni, Selkirk definitely makes a paddle that's right for you. You can find them at thirdshotsports.com paddles or at selkirk.com. Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. I mean, we had a, a question from someone who said, hey, the future date that's posted on the USAPA website is for November 6th to 13th, 2021. And someone noticed that um, that overlaps with the National Senior Games, which are scheduled right. to be November, November 5th to 18th. And there was some concern there about this overlap that that might make people choose one or another. Um, can you say something about the the decision of the date and um, sure. is there a is there a conflict with national senior games? Well, the situation with nationals, our nationals has always been the first week of November. You know, since it, I've been involved. Right now, this year it was October thirty first. Next year, did we want to go to October thirtieth? We decided to stick with the November sixth to the thirteenth. The national senior games, as you know, changed their date because they're going to be, I believe, in South Florida. And the time that they would have normally had their date or their tournament would have been during the summer, which where it was hot and it would have been rainy. So they decided to move their date to the first week of November. That's when we always have our national tournament. It is a tough decision to make, and, you know, we would love for people to be able to participate in both but we've always been around the first week of November and that's why we stuck with this date. Mm. And you're right. They will be, um, they're scheduled to take place in Fort Lauderdale uh, next year. So I guess that's a decision players will have to make um, for themselves. Of, uh, and it's, it's tough. I mean, this is one of the things I'm sure you deal with all the time, the challenge of as there are more and more pickleball events happening, um, you know, you can't always find an open slot where it doesn't conflict with anything. Yeah, that's very true. The only thing we can hope for, you know, is maybe the National Senior Games will come in and say, you know what, we're going to change our pickleball dates towards the end of the National Senior Games. That way, if, um, you know, they can compete at Nationals the first week and then fly to Florida and compete in the National Senior Games. <laughs> that, that would be quite something. Um, my last question for you, I really appreciate your time. My last question uh, is actually kind of a personal question. I know as someone who... Um, Yes, you're a senior member of uh, the team at the USAPA, and you're the chairperson of this event. Um, I'm wondering what this has meant for you personally, uh, in your capacity as a USAPA official, um, what this has meant to have to kind of navigate all of this. Will, will the tournament run? Will it not run? And to make the decision to eventually pull the plug on 2020. I wonder if you could say something about what that, that has meant for you personally. Sure. You know, it's, it's been a roller coaster for, for me personally because we put in a lot of work and a lot of time behind the scenes that a lot of people don't understand. But I will say this, when it comes to throwing an event like this, you cannot do it without a team. And I have the most unbelievable team that would have been working at Nationals this year. And I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to them. 
so my tournament team, which is uh, Don Taven and Terry Carter. I had Melissa McCurley with PT.com. Of course, our executive director, Justin Maloof, and George Barenfine, our marketing director, right? Um, Mark Pfeiffer, who's our director of officiating. George McCulley, who would have been running the referees. It's just, you know, yourself who would have been in the booth there. And then you can't stand up about the Indian Wells team. So although it may have been very, very hard on me personally because you put a lot of time and effort in, it affects everybody who's a part of this team. And once you made that hard decision, you sit back for about 24 hours, you take your lump, and then you get up the next morning like I did this morning, went and got my large cup of coffee, and we're already working towards next year. Um, I will say it was funny. I walked out this morning, and I had 15 boxes sitting on my front doorstep of our 2021 USA Pickleball National Indoor Championship medals waiting for me. So that just told me that it's time to get up and go and start planning for next year. And I'm super excited to do that with a great team. Right. Well, I wish you good luck uh, getting everything ready for what can be salvaged from 2020 and uh, going forward into 2021. Uh, Karen Parrish, thank you so much for joining me today on Pickleball Problems. Thank you so much, Mark, for all that you do. I appreciate it. And again, if anybody has any questions or whatever, they're more than welcome to uh, reach out to me and I'm happy to help. All right, we'll link to that, and uh, and thanks again. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, bye, Mark. Okay, take care. And we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening to the show this week, and thanks to Karen Parrish for joining us to talk about nationals and their decision to cancel it. It's a sad day for us in the pickleball world. Those of us who either play in the tournament or spectate at the tournament or people like myself who work at the tournament, and all of a sudden that work is not happening. All right, and speaking of work, if you like this podcast, you can help to support it or any of the other work I do at Third Shot Sports. Head over to thirdshotsports.com support and you can find a way to kick in five bucks a month. Pretend you're buying me a beer once a month for all the work that we do. Anyway, if you want to do that, that's great. If not, just keep listening. Keep enjoying. See you next time.